This hour, in fact, every minute of both hours of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Good afternoon. Good hot, hot, hot and sunny afternoon. It is. That's too long, wasn't it? Just one hot, hot and sunny afternoon. And we're glad to have you tuned in this afternoon for the next two hours. Mike Bass and I will be here to help you. Mike will be answering the phones, and he will be screening the calls and running the boards and doing the technical things, and I will be doing the simple stuff, like answering your garden questions. I need some phone calls, folks. I'll just say it right up front. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Call right now, won't you please? Let's get this program underway, and let's do it in, in good style. 888-787-5543. Just plug my phone in so I'd have a second clock to look at and couldn't remember the phone number. I had to look back to get it. So that's why the pause. So it's good to have you tuned right now and, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you so we can talk about the plants at your place. It is a, uh, it is a hot early summer afternoon. Feels like midsummer, doesn't it? And it, it uh, just basically is. So we'll talk about taking care of your plants, some things that you can do, but I'd rather have your questions because they're the ones that are pertinent to you, and uh, we'll go right to the phones as soon as you call. Um, one uh, thing that I will tell you, and Mike, you can overhear this, uh, we have posted on my website at neilsperry.com that lengthy uh, discussion of St. Augustine Diagnostics. If you have a St. Augustine question, what is wrong with my St. Augustine? It's on my website now, right on the home page. Um, and uh, it, it's just labeled as St. Augustine Diagnostics or Issues or uh, Solving St. Augustine, whatever it is. I can't remember what we called it to make it fit. But it's right there on the home page for you. And I outline all the things that I go through to try to help people identify what the what the problem is. St. Augustine does have a lot of problems. So do Bermuda grass uh, lawns, and so does Zoysia. Zoysia shares a lot of the same problems with St. Augustine. Um, and, and they're listed right there on my homepage, and that'll help you. I find that it's especially difficult to identify St. Augustine problems on a phone call, i.e. a radio talk show. And that's why I went. To, I spent a day putting that information together. So rather than take five or ten minutes on a phone call, you can go to my website and find it right there for you with photographs. I spent a lot of time making that as good as it can be. And uh, I, I tried hard. So anyway, there you go. But we'll talk, uh, you know, if you're not talking about St. Augustine problem solving, if you just want to know about uh, growing St. Augustine and, and where it grows best or things like that, no problem. So let's talk. That's what I, that's the grass that I prefer. Even with its baggage, it's still the, the best turf grass for shady areas, for example. Uh, today's SPCA of Texas dog is Eric. Eric. Eric is a large mixed breed dog at 46 pounds. There are much bigger dogs. That doesn't sound terribly large. Eric is a handsome dog. I get photos when, when they send the, uh, the information to me from the SPCA. He's in a foster home right now. He has white and black fur. He's almost nine years old. He's available for adoption right now from the SPCA of Texas. Eric is a bit shy at first meeting, but he warms up nicely in just a short period of time. He's quite the affectionate fellow, would love to snuggle. His foster says he's a turbo tail for the speed at which he can wag his tail when he sees his human come home. Eric is very sociable with other pooches. He would do best as a second dog in an established home. He would also love to have a yard with a secure fence at least six feet in height. Now, I'm not sure that Eric can jump more than six feet, but... That's a good plan, at least six feet high. It would be best if all the children at home were at least 12 years of age because he weighs 46 pounds. That makes sense. Uh, just like all the pets, at the, we have a dog that weighs 34 pounds, and he would bowl over. Uh, <laughs> he's, Zeus is quite the dog. This is Eric we're talking about, but I understand 
uh, older, you know, 12 years of age and older. I get that. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Eric has been neutered, he's been microchipped, and he has had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He's currently housed in foster care, so it will require an appointment to set up a time to meet him. The Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is currently closed to the public because of a canine distemper outbreak. But having been in foster care all of that time, Eric has not been at the facility during the time in question, so he's not been exposed. They are taking ultra precautions at uh, the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. Ultra, ultra. And uh, Eric hasn't been anywhere near there, so no problem at all. If you want to see Eric and, and see what I mean about he is a handsome dude, you can go to spca.org slash findapet spca.org slash findapet and visit uh, spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt uh, to inquire about a cat and you can inquire about Eric. I don't have the phone number to call for uh, setting up a um, foster adopt. Um, they Last week they had a separate number for that but I'm sure if you go to Find a pet. All that information is right there on the on the website. In fact, uh, when you go to Eric, click on his information, it'll have it. So I hope we can get him a home. I'll bet we can. That turbo tail idea, it really sounds great. Sponsored today by Sunburst Shutters. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments and you want something beautiful, let me tell you what beautiful looks like. It looks like sunburst shutters. Does in our house, will in your house. These are plantation-style shutters. You know what that means? That means they're the big louvers, the ones that stand up to hurricanes. You probably won't have a hurricane coming through your house, but if you just want something that looks spectacular, then you need to remember the name sunburst shutters. If you can't remember it, go to my website, neilsperry.com, and look for all the shutter manufacturers that are there. There's one, Sunburst Shutters. I don't want any other sponsor. This is the best. Sunburst Shutters. Made of polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood. It's designed specifically for shutter application. They're either white or off-white. They're color fast all the way through. There's not a bit of wood in polywood. And so when Sunburst Shutters makes their shutters, they're color fast. They don't uh, crack or split or peel. They don't warp. And uh, they're just fabulous. That's what they are. They're two and a half or three and a half or great big four and a half inch louver size. And they're custom made to fit any opening in your house. Now, the best way to do it is to call the number I'm going to give you in just a second and set a time for them to come to your home and show you their shutters in your windows. They'll hold them up and, and help you decide which size and which color would be best for your home. And then they measure your windows, and you guys agree that the price is very affordable, and they go back and make sunburst shutters for each window opening in your home. They're custom-made window by window by window. That's why they're so light-tight and energy-efficient. Sunburst shutters, best it gets, and nice people. Sunburst shutters, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and one number does it all. It's 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, JJ, very, very much. And we're ready to get the calls underway. Lines are all filled. You have no idea how grateful I am to see that when I look down and, and my call screen is all filled up. Thank you. Let's start with Kate in Carrollton. Kate, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I have a question about trying to figure out a specific crepe myrtle variety. Um, I saw a beautiful shrub, oversized shrub, in a neighbor's yard. I think it's fairly mature. I've Googled and searched, and I just am not sure I'm coming up with the right answer. What is your recommendation to try to find the variety? To match the variety? Yes, I would really like to find this particular one. 
All right. And what color? I I, I would suggest that you start mm-hmm. with um, with our website of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. It's C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org. And um, you could start with one of two pages. I did most of the writing on that website. You could either start with the complete variety list or you could uh, go to uh, uh, best varieties by size. And uh, now you need to remember that if somebody has topped the crepe myrtle, it may not be the full potential size genetic size you need to think about that if you look at it. if you if you know where it is and you can drive back and look at it again just make sure it hadn't been topped because sometimes they'll bloom nicely they look horrible in the winter but they look nice in the summer and 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 so if it's 12 feet tall it, it might have genetic potential to be 22 feet tall they've just whacked it but let's assume it never has been pruned and it's it's whatever height it is then you can use those those uh listings that we have in the uh in the charts i i will tell you also since i put that chart together with the help of two or three other people on our crepe myrtle trails board uh that chart is replicated in my book if you happen to have my book um uh, it's uh, this latest well in this in the latest book in in the Lone Star Gardening and so you can look there and you'll see pretty much the same list what color is it and how tall is it um i have your book and i have looked out on the website and several other like the A&M website and so forth but the quick description is i think it's fairly mature it doesn't look like it's been topped i'm guessing okay. it's right around maybe 8 feet and it almost looks like it has somewhat of a weeping habit, but it's very full. And the color starts off at a very pale blush pink, and it almost turns sort of white as it matures. All right. That sounds like it could be near east. The old, old variety near east is, okay, uh, is a very pale pink. It's a beautiful variety. It's hard to find. Um, okay. I don't know if that's if that might be what you have. Near East was uh, was developed in the 1870s of all things, and mm-hmm. um, I, I, we are looking for a place that has them uh, to to get for the World Collection Park. We don't have it right now, and we'd, okay. we'd like to find it. So I don't know if that's what you have, but but that uh, might very well. It, it's a it's a very light pink. Uh, I don't know that I would ever say that it turns white, but it is a very pale pink. Okay. Um, it is in the at the home of a lady who has passed away who is a very good gardener. So it could mm-hmm. very well be that variety. Um, and it's in Frisco, and it survived the Snowmageddon. And so it's just beautiful. I do have a good picture of it. If I could send it, you know, I don't know if that's possible, but... Let me, if you will go on hold, Mike will give you an email address and uh, that can, it's a one step away from, from me. I don't like to give my own personal email. I only have one email, sure. but sure. but he will give you an email address to someone at my office and she will mm-hmm. get it to me. And if you care to give me the address, I will protect it with my life in Frisco. I can get to Frisco and I will I will look at it. Is it in bloom now or not in bloom now? It is in full bloom, and it is just, you know, saturated with blossoms, and they're just puffy. It's just beautiful. Okay. I will uh, I will give you an email address and ask that person to check it uh, today when I get off the okay. air. And if possible, we'll go take a look today. My wife okay. uh, and I are going to dinner with our son, and we'll try to go by after that. And I'll see what Very I can good. find, and I'll be back in touch with you. We'll see what we can do. You have my you have my curiosity up. I'll go anywhere for a crepe myrtle. <laughs> All right, Kate. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Don't hang up. Just don't hang up, Mike. I'll I'll share it with you when we get into the break. All right, uh, folks. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be coming back to Shane in Mount Vernon, Tom in Ovilla, and uh, Mike. If you can give her Gretchen's email address, that would be what we would need. Um. Let me tell you about the, uh, the, the book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. That's the book I was referring to just then. And uh, this is a wonderful opportunity for you because I'm leaving my summertime sale uh, up right now at 32 
and that is a real bargain. The book will be thirty-eight ninety-five. Uh, it normally has sold at thirty-six ninety-five, but the next printing, when it comes out, will be thirty-eight ninety-five. So this is what you're saving, and I'm just doing that, trying to trying to help with the inflation and everything else. Everybody else going up. I'm coming down on this. Uh, this is a book that has 11 chapters. It has uh, chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Uh, 48 pages, four pages per month. I've never put that in a book before. Chapter three is a thorough and comprehensive chapter on trees, and then a similar chapter on shrubs. And in those chapters, uh, you have that uh, very detailed listing of crepe myrtles. It's a chart. And then uh, vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and uh, fruit and vegetables. I think I covered all 11 chapters, 344 pages, and 840 of my photographs. It covers every detail of every plant that you grow outdoors in Texas landscapes and gardens. It's written for every county in the Lone Star State. And it's a hardback printed in Texas. I self-published this book so that I could sign every copy for you and to save you about $20 on it, frankly, because if it had gone through distributors and stores and uh, all of that and Amazon, it would have been a whole lot more. Just $32.95, satisfaction completely guaranteed. Sold 75,000 copies, not one request for a refund. Here's how you can get it. Since it's not in stores, not on Amazon, you say, well, how do I buy it? Well, you buy it from my office or you buy it from my website. Website's the better way, but if you want a call to buy it, do so during the week, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. I'll sign your copy and get it right in the mail. The better way is to order it right now while you're thinking of it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. All right, sir, thank you very, very much. And you heard Stubby mention to you that both hours are sponsored by Ace Hardware. Oh, I am grateful for the Ace Hardware folks. Let me tell you what they have in store for you right now. If you get into your neighborhood Ace Hardware store, they have a garden hose on sale for you. Limit of two, so you could buy two garden hoses. And these are not just any old garden hose. These are really good ones. Let me tell you about them. They're the Ace 50-foot all-season garden hose, regular $19.99. With your Ace Rewards card, you save $5 more, and they're only $14.99. If you need a garden hose that will stay flexible no matter what the thermometer reads this winter, one that will hold up to the hot summer weather, one that's designed to stay flexible to eliminate the need for adjustment whether it's hot or cold, This is an all-season hose, medium-duty garden hose, which means that you can easily move it around in the garden. You don't want something that's uh, heavy as a fire hose. This one works perfectly. It's great for everyday watering tasks like watering the garden, watering the lawn, general cleanup, 5-8-inch inside diameter and strong 300 uh, uh, pound per square inch burst strength. This water hose delivers just the right amount of water at the right speed for all of your outdoor needs. 
hose armor prevents kinking at the water source. That's important. And all this for just $14.99 limit of two at your North Texas Ace retailer. They'll help you with all of your hardware needs. This is just one small example. Ace. Ace is the place that is owned by and staffed by people you already know. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I'm Doug from Jabo's Ace Hardware. We're your source for great outdoor products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Now back to you, Neil. All right, Doug, thank you very much. Let me finish a text to my pastor. Forgot to do that. And see if he has time for a bird feature today. There. Hit send and it's done. Didn't quite get it done before I came back on the air here. We're ready to go. Let's see where we're headed now to Shane in Mount Vernon. Let me give the phone number also. We have one line open at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Shane, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too, sir. Uh, I hope you're doing <laughs> Really hard to understand you, Shane. It's kind of muffled. Is your phone right up to your up to your mouth? Yes, sir. Uh, it is. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit. How can I help you? Okay. Uh, my walk behind mower has a mulch feature. I can pull the grass seed off, and I'm wondering when would be the best time that I do that for my yard. Um. Do you normally catch the clippings ever, or do you leave them there? Uh, I'm leaving them there now because it's such a big yard. Uh, it would probably triple the time that I would have uh, available to cut the yard. All right. If you're leaving the clippings there, you definitely want to use the the mulching uh, uh, the mulching uh, capability of the mower. Um, it, what it will do is grind up the clippings so that they will decay much more quickly and they will release their nutrients and their organic matter back into the soil much more quickly. Uh, it's also important that you mow fairly often. A lot of times we, we wait too long. You want to you mow no more than one-third of the blade off at a time. So if you have, uh, if you have a three-inch blade, you don't want to cut more than one inch off that. And uh, then you do want to use that mulching uh, attachment. What kind of grass do you have? Uh, mostly, I believe it's St. Augustine. It's All right, St. Augustine is more common the farther east you go, and so it doesn't surprise me. St. Augustine does not form thatch as commonly as Bermuda. The mulching attachment is really important on Bermuda lawns, but it's it's also important on St. Augustine. So I would use it, uh, try it for a while, see if you're happy with the results. And I understand about catching clippings. I, I prefer to catch clippings on my own yard. I use them as a mulch or as in the compost pile. But if I had a really large yard, it would wear me out also. It does add a good bit of time to the to the mowing job. So I get that. I understand. But I would use the mulcher. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you for the... Six to seven Yes, sir. But anyway, I appreciate the time, and I hope you have a great weekend. Same to you. Thanks for the call very much. All right. Let me give you the phone number, and we're going to go... Uh, well, we'll come back after our tiny garden tip to Tom in Ovilla. The phone number is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Call right now, please. We have two open lines. Let's get them filled up as quickly as we did at the top of the program. That was kind of nice. I don't want that to be a once-in-a-lifetime luxury. Let's make that a forever-in-a-lifetime habit. How would that be? Wild Birds Unlimited. These are great stores. One of the things that I have noticed this year, I think maybe more than ever, 
has been that the birds have really been flocking to our feeders in the summertime. And I think one of the reasons is that there just hasn't been a lot of native uh, seed out there. don't know if it's the heat or the drought or what it is, but we have had so many songbirds coming to the cylinders. You go into Wild Birds Unlimited, and they have the, the seed compressed into cylinders about four inches across, either in a, in a smaller stack or in a much taller stack. And the birds love that seed. You can get several different blends for woodpeckers, for songbirds, for nesting birds, for other, other things. And they'll help you pick the right one for your backyard and for your time of year, whatever time you go in. Not too many birds are nesting right now, so that's not the one you'd want now. But at the right time, there are types for winter for extra uh, uh, nourishment uh, and, and so forth. There are types that have mealworms embedded in them and, and so forth. And, oh, my goodness, they can help you with that. The birds love the the cylinders. I, I put a new one out uh, two days ago, and it already had a concave uh, a shape to it within about two hours. Uh, these are big and they last a long time, so that's not a problem. But I just that that's that's an attack mode of the birds, the songbirds, the chickadees, the titmice, the uh, the other songbirds, lots of cardinals. Oh, you're gonna love it. Wild Birds Unlimited. That's the place you go to get the best. Uh, feeds and seeds and feeders, the hummingbird feeders they have are the best. Now, three of their stores joined together to sponsor this broadcast and my eGardens newsletter. And uh, let me do them in the reverse order uh, once here. Now, I usually do it just the reverse of this. Birdie's store is in McKinney at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. That's just south of the Tom Sto- uh, Thumb store there at El Dorado and Harden. That's uh, 3001 South Harden. Ron's store is at his new location. He moved after 17 or 18 years at the prior location. He's now at 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway in East Dallas. And David's store, David has stayed put at 5715 West Lover's Lane, about a block west of the tollway, right beside Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. These are great stores. They are Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. The court has overturned Roe versus Wade. Roe v. Wade. Critical constitutional right. To kill a baby. A right to abortion is not in the Constitution. This is about lack of respect for women. This is about protecting life all across America. We have two Americas now. A new beginning for life. And we're definitely angry. This is deadly serious. 570 KLIF and 96.3 FM HD2. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. Mine arrived at 6.03 this past Thursday. There always will be five stories in eGardens. One of the stories will be a featured plant of the week. One of them, in fact, this is the one that is opened most often, is gardening this weekend where I tell you the things you need to do in the ensuing three or four days. We always have a featured plant, uh, uh, question of the week. Actually, now I've kind of switched that to where you ask your questions and I answer the uh, 10 or 12 that are of most widespread interest to the readers. And uh, this has just been really fascinating to, to watch eGardens grow. 80,000 subscribers, and uh, it has a really high open rate. And uh, my webmaster tells me this is just in, inordinately high for a newsletter, a weekly newsletter, to have this kind of an open rate. So I think you'll like it. I hope you will. I spend about a day and a half a week working on eGardens. Take a look at it on my website right where you sign up for it. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and then click on the eGardens tab. You'll see the most recent issue, and you'll see where you can sign up for it. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. If you're trying to make your patio more functional, begin by cooling it. Get some shade over the top. 
Either plant a quality tree off to the sunny side of your patio or put some type of cover overhead. However you do it, you simply have to cut the sun's burning rays. As you're getting the shade, however, be certain that you don't cut off the air movement. That can be critical to the patio's function on warm July and August nights. To get the air moving just a little bit better, you can also add a ceiling fan. If you have a solid roof overhead to protect it from the rain, you can work with a fan company to install a type that can hold up to other outdoor conditions. Patio restaurants all over town have done just that, and it's a great way to bridge outdoors with indoors. The movement of the air will also help keep mosquitoes, maybe even flies, away from your guests and your food, respectively. You really do want to have good circulation of air on your patio. It can make it a lot more enjoyable. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. And I heard about that eGardens. I recommend it highly. Let me tell you about Callaway's right now. I recommend them pretty highly as well. Fill your flower beds and containers with the bright, long-lasting colors of Cora, XDR, Vinca, also Lantana, Purslane, and more. Sorry, I hit my mic button there accidentally. Callaway's Nursery makes it fun and easy with their big summer-sized plants that make an instant impact. You'll find select 6-inch generous plants for just $6.99. They have a great variety and everything you need to give your garden a cool splash of color. These amazing plants can take the challenging Texas summer days and defy the heat and you can choose from an assortment of colorful blooms. Want to know more? Well, then ask one of their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals. They are there to guide you and to answer questions about your new plants. You can trust their expert gardening knowledge. Founded in Texas by Texans. I know the founders. I know them very well. They're good friends of mine. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in plants and advice for our area. And everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Callaway's Nursery. They also offer their pick and plant service where you want to select your favorites and let somebody else do the work so you can have more time to relax and enjoy your garden. Shop at any of their community stores, including the new store in Prosper, or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. From abortion to gun control and skyrocketing inflation, this is one hot summer we will long remember. I'm Dave Williams. Amy Shadroff and I keep you informed on every new turn, along with early morning traffic and weather, Monday morning, 5 until 9 on KLIF. 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. And it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, here we are 90 years later, and the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products. Mueller understands what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorm for years to come. That's much longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, Choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or you can stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. They're made in America. And they're made to last. It's MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Hi, I'm Adil from Plano Ace Hardware. We are your source of those great barbecue products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Medill, very much. And we go back to our phone lines now. Let's go to Tom in Ovilla. Tom, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm calling. I have a uh, relatively large garden, 30 by 30 uh, feet. Uh, I I ended up 
kind of inadvertently with a heavy infestation of uh, spotted cucumber beetles. And I have uh, used uh, A&M in their book recommended either neem oil or pyrethrin, one of the insecticide oils, as an organic measure. The problem I'm having with that is I have about 20 uh, green chili pepper plants, and they're subject to either leaf burn or phytotoxicity if I apply it on the sample I did. And so it's not an effective uh, insecticide for me in this heat right now. And I've also used cucumber beetle traps, which have been effective. I mean, they catch a lot of the beetles, but I'm wondering if there's some other solution I'm overlooking or something I could use that might uh, assist my pepper plants uh, with these beetles in particular. Is it possible for you to cover the peppers when you treat, um, maybe treat late in the evening and cover the peppers long enough to treat and then uncover them before they overheat the next morning? how would how would I cover I, them? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What with what kind plastic, of plastic plastic drop cloth? A light, very lightweight plastic drop cloth. One of those cheap ones that always rip before you finish painting. Okay. Uh, I, I just think you be- need to do something mechanical rather than I. You know more about the cucumber beetles than I do. I can tell by listening to you go through the detail of what you've read and tried. Um, so I'm I'm not going to try to bluff my way through an answer to you. I'd rather be honest with you. But I think covering to protect your peppers, I've not had the two plants side by side. I've not lived the nightmare you're going through. Yeah, it's not um, so much. Yeah, it's, you know, I just can't seem to apply the, the oils to the pepper plants directly. And uh, I can apply it to other plants like squash and cantaloupe. But, uh, but you don't have you don't have the beetles on the on the cucum- on the uh, peppers, do you? Surely not. Yes, they do. I do. That's my problem. Okay, they're, so they're, they're going beyond them. just the cu. Yeah, they're they're yes. going beyond just the cucurbits. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And have you tried seven dust? Are you willing to go that far? Yes, I am. I just don't know if it has the same. You know, if I'm going to have leaf burn or phytosity issues with that, I, I put seven. I don't think you it. will with seven. Uh, it's not going to be the same as with an oil. The, uh, the the neem oil and pyrethrins are going to be a little more toward the organic side, right. a lot more toward the organic side than seven would, and, and there are people who don't want to cross that bridge. Right. And uh, seven, not, I think, probably will, will give you a, a control level that may be a little bit higher uh for the for the beetles it's going to be difficult to control them if you have a full-blown population of cucumber beetles that's just going to be a they are difficult they are very difficult okay well the seven dust i was going to ask you about that and uh i think that's your next step and i don't think that's going to be a problem on the peppers uh the other thing is uh you're you're into the really the the hottest days of the summer and you're about a month away from planting time for a fall crop of cucumbers and you know you may at some point you may say okay i give i'm just going to start my fall crop and and it will be relatively free of cucumber beetles compared to this this summer crop the ironic thing is i i don't have a cucumber plant i didn't plant any cucumbers so oh good lord they, originated, they either originated from the butternut squash or the cantaloupe that I planted. That's all I can well, do. okay, I, I messed up. All cucurbits yeah. are treated the same way. They, right. they, right. they don't care. It's, it's okay. like uh, Pekingese versus Cocker Spaniels. They're all right, all, understood. You know, yeah. So, all right, I'll try this. Hey, you're, a, you're a good gardener. Number one, if you have a 30 by 30 garden and are, are willing to do it a second year, and a third and a fourth year, then you're a good gardener, or you wouldn't be doing that. You'd be shrinking in size of the garden. Well, is, and secondly, I can tell by listening to you, you you're a good gardener. So yeah. it's okay. I appreciate it's that. worth trying. Yeah, okay. hang in there. It'll get better. This know. year, I think, because of this incredible heat, I think is probably a part of the problem. Uh, I think so too. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's a good tip. I'll you're welcome, try. Tom. Thanks for calling. Good deal. All right. Let's see. Let's go to Judy in Capel. Judy, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? 
Uh, hi, Neil. I uh, wanted I to call in because I want, can you hear me? I hear you Hello, perfectly. You? Okay, good. Perfect. Uh, I have yep. about seven uh, uh, daylily plants scattered in my yard. And they've always been great for the last 10 years. This year, just yesterday, one little daylily came out. But they don't have any buds on any of them. And isn't this pretty late for daylilies? Absolutely. What do you mean one came out? One popped out of the ground as a plant or one one flower? Yeah, one little bloom came out on one of the plants. But none of them look like they had anything at all, and uh, I was all right. surprised. I've grown daylilies all my life. Let me ask you some questions. Number one, sure. how much sunlight do these plants get? They get, uh, some of them get morning sun. Some of them get, they're on the south side, and they get sun most of the afternoon. So they, they, they've had enough sun in the past, I guess. Let me put it that way. What is causing the shading? Is it trees? Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Uh, I, I won't argue the point. Okay, I won't argue the point, but I will say one thing, and that is that trees get larger. And, and where we think that something had enough sun five years ago, suddenly uh, we, we – not suddenly uh, – if it had enough sun five years ago, maybe it doesn't any longer because yeah. the tree may have gotten bigger. So I just leave that on the table for you to consider. Okay. Um, when okay. was the last time that you dug and divided these daylilies? I never have. And maybe that's my problem. But like they're individual, seven individual little plants, not all together at all that you're saying within all that. Right. Maybe no, I, I get that. Hang on. Let me let me ask you some questions because I, I sure. at the high water mark, I had 500 varieties of daylilies. Daylilies are my favorite flowers. Yeah. I can speak daylily yeah. to you better than I can speak cucumber beetles to the last <laughs> gentleman. Okay. Um, all right. So when when you look at these seven plantings, I'll call them plantings, what do you see on them? Do you see clumps of daylilies with uh, five or six or eight plants in a clump, or do you see seven individual yes. plants now? Yes, I, I see. I see. Yeah, five or six of them in a clump and green, green leaves. You know. All right. So each five. each one of the seven original planting sites has a clump of daylilies now. Yes, sir. All right. They need to be dug and divided. Uh, it may be that they have gotten dry over the course of this uh, spring. Um, mm-hmm. They they need to be dug and divided in October, uh, late September okay. or October, um, and spaced out, put into freshly prepared soil, and fertilized well and watered well, and they need to be in full sun, anything less than full sun, and you can kind of expect a a gentle drop off of the flower production and when they get to half a day of sun it's a steep line curve down they don't bloom well in shade and so somewhere in there is your problem it's that's why i went to those two things it may be that they're not getting enough nutrition also and water so it's one of those three things they're either overcrowded by not having been divided in 10 years normally with good daily uh, uh, beds You'll need to dig and divide them every third or fourth year. Some varieties don't multiply that rapidly. Some need to be divided every two or three years. It depends on the variety, but but uh, ten years is way too too uh, too seldom. Okay, so it sounds like I have some maintenance to do in October. So right, and at least it's cooler more, than. Yes, and one more thing. I sure. love going to the Ace Hardware store in Coppell. I go about every other week. So I'm really glad for those people, and, and I'm glad they, they support you. Be sure to tell them that as well. That'd be I great. do. <laughs> All right, Atta girl. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Appreciate your okay, call. Okay, you too. Bye. All right. All right, we'll come back, and we'll be going to Patricia in Hillsboro. We have two open lines at 888-787-KLIF. That's 888-787-5543. And uh, we have another hour of the program coming up, so we have plenty of time. Uh, the, uh, the, the opportunity for you to get my book for only thirty two ninety five remains. 
for a uh, for a limited time. And uh, this is the book that will be thirty eight ninety five. So you want to grab it while you can, folks. This uh, has eleven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in the Lone Star State. Lone Star Gardening. Uh, chapter two is a perpetual calendar, four pages per month, telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month in your landscape and garden. Chapters 3 through 11, I've never put that in a, in a book before. I used to do an annual Texas gardening calendar back when people hung calendars on their walls, but that's not done much anymore. People use their phones more for it. So I quit publishing that about 10 years ago, and uh, I put it in the book instead. Uh, chapters uh, 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. These uh, chapters each took four to six weeks for me to write. It took me more than a year to get the book ready and uh, finish it. 840 of my photographs and uh, 344 pages printed on high-quality paper and printed in Texas, in San Antonio. The book and I were born in the same town, so there you are. It is uh, it is a hardback. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Those are because I wanted to be able to sign your copy after you buy it and get it in the mail to you. The way you do it is by going to my website or by calling my office Monday through Friday, uh, business hours. And uh, remember, I sign every copy. I guarantee your satisfaction, or I will refund every penny you spend, including postage. And uh, that is... uh, by uh, ordering at 800-752-GROW. Now, 75,000 copies have been sold. I've not had one request for refund. But order now if you want that thirty-two ninety-five low price. 800-752-4769. The office is open Monday through Friday. If you want to order right now, you go to my website. That's the better way to do it. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That is uh, our church. He is our pastor and he's wonderful, a very dear friend and a great church. First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, we invite you to join us. Sharingtheheart.org is the um, is the is the website. It live streams and also uh, you can uh, Certainly join us in person. Hey, that's the old-fashioned way at 315 North Church Street, just northwest of downtown McKinney. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. This is Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father and son team. Mike's dad started the business, so it's a third-generation family business, and it is a great family business. You will feel the spirit of family when you go in. They'll be there to help you. They have employees there to help you. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, open Monday through Saturday. They have stone of every possible type. No matter what your project is, they have stone to help you finish that project beautifully. If you're building a retaining wall, if you're building a patio, uh, maybe a pathway, garden pathway, if you want decorative stone for some kind of a landscaping project, or maybe you're doing a fountain, uh, having it done for you. They have all the stone you could possibly want, decorative gravel as well. And they also have access to the best landscape contractors around, the the skilled masons who can do the work for you. Many of us are not highly skilled at laying stone in place. It's an art and a science, and they know the best masons around. So go to Whiskey Stone. Let them help you. Let them show you. Let them refer you to the best people in your part of Texas. They know them all. They can deliver anywhere you can hear me. Again, the contact 
contact information, Whiz Q. Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. It's Whiz Q. Stone. I'm Mark from Benbrook Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. And we go to Patricia in Hillsborough, as promised. Patricia, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. I'm uh, curious. I've been trying to grow um, <clears throat> violets you know, the native violets in my yard. And so I try to pamper them and baby them and all that stuff. And I was wondering, is it all right to mow them after they go to seed? Not this year, of course, because it's so dry. Uh, Yes. What do they look like right now in your your yard? They look pretty water-stressed. Yeah. Uh, The wild violets that I have in my yard kind of died of the ground i they're in an unirrigated part of our um, oh, there's about an acre that i have to the west of our house in the in the woods and that's where most of ours are and there's no turf or anything out there because it's wooded and uh, that's where i see them each spring we have rye grass and other grasses there that, that eventually die out when it turns hot and dry and uh, they just kind of go away and come back the following late winter. Um, I, it wouldn't. It doesn't bother me to mow them because uh, because they'll be back the next spring, no problem, or next oh. winter. Well, so well, I don't think you'll have any problem in mowing. I don't think that's going to cause any problem at all. Okay. Well, usually mine grow all summer long. You know, of course they don't flower, but uh, right. you know it's been so dry. And I have another question about dry. Uh, I have my gladiolas on the other side of the house, and I have never watered them. And so uh, I just happened to go by there and see them, and they look, well, kind of dead. Could they be dead, or have they just gone dormant? Did they, did, they, did they come up and bloom? Yes. They're, they're just going dormant. They... Uh, they will do the same thing that other uh, perennials will do. They'll come up, bloom, and, and then the foliage will turn yellow and then brown. Um, I have Byzantine glads, the little hardy one, the, the the really perennial one you see in older neighborhoods. I have that in my landscape, and, and they're very brown now. I was out walking Zeus in the yard or actually watching him run. And <laughs> I'm not going to run with him. And uh, I was looking at mine uh, last night, and... And they're just about ready to topple over, and I'll trim the foliage off when that happens. That's well, normal. Well, mine are looking dead, and I was worried because well, I didn't I didn't water them this year. No, they're they're probably all right. It oh, wouldn't okay. hurt to water them because they're forming the new corms, C O R M S, which is what they have instead of bulbs. They're forming those on top of the old corms. It wouldn't hurt to water once. May we may get some rain Could uh, I tomorrow night. Might as well dream, you know. <laughs> so anyway patricia i hope that helps folks have another hour stay tuned to mark and henry my next two callers up stay with me we'll be back